Have you been called to do something bigger, something more meaningful with your life? Welcome to the Leap to Purpose podcast, where we explore the stories of those that have taken an entrepreneurial leap to follow their dreams and live their purpose. Hi, and welcome to the Leap to Purpose podcast. On this episode, my guest is Amy Schultz. Amy is the CEO of Smart Girl Money and head coach at Ready Steady Money. She began her financial career as an actuarial wealth consultant, but transitioned to personal money coaching after recognizing the need for a more emotional and human approach to good money management. I talk with Amy about her journey to starting her business and really finding her purpose in helping women build money confidence. We also talk about her recommendations for building a positive mindset and about the power of joining communities. So with that, let's hear from Amy. Welcome, Amy. How are you? Hi, thank you. Good. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, that sounds really cool what you do. Thank you. Yeah. So why don't you just kind of give a little more intro and just kind of um, tell me what you're doing now? Yeah. So I'm a money coach for women. So what I specialize in is helping women figure out what is the, the thing that they've always wanted to do, but never felt like it was financially feasible mm-hmm. and work through that from both the mindset perspective of, you know, what are the things that they kind of believe they're allowed to do? What are the, the gaps mentally for them, but then also the practical side too. So how do they save up to have the thing they really want or take that leap or whatever it is? Hmm. That's cool. And um, how long have you been doing that as a coach? So I've had my business for almost three years now. Oh, wow. That's awesome. And so let's like kind of back up in time and, you know, really on this podcast, my goal is to explore the stories and the journeys of people that took a leap to do, you know, do something on their own and, and follow their purpose or do something meaningful. And so what were you doing prior to starting your business? Yeah. So before this, I was an actuary. So a lot of people don't know what an actuary is. It's not like a very common thing, but I managed financial risks for corporations. So I was specifically working um, on like retirement plans and managing, you know, how much our company's spending on people's benefits, things like that. Okay. And you had, so you were, you were an employee at a company and how long had you been doing that? So I think it was seven years at the Mm. time that I um, left to start my business. And it, it took me, it was like a full year of thinking through, I've got to do something else. Like, what am I going to do before I finally took that leap? Yeah. And so uh, um, what, what prompted you to say now is the time, like uh, no more. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I, so I was about like six years in when I had my first son, I have two sons now mm-hmm. and um, his, well, so I was really sick throughout the pregnancy. I just didn't feel good at all. And so my, my health was taken from me, but also work was taken from me. And I know that sounds weird, but I had been raised and just conditioned like most of us are to think that work was the most important thing. Right. So then when I couldn't work, I felt like you know, what was my value? Like what, you know, what was Mm. it all even for? And then when I um, had him, it was quite an experience and I ended up on life support for the first day of life. Yeah. I was just like everything that could go wrong did. Um, And so they, they caught something at the the last minute that just let them take the right steps that I, um, they saved me essentially. And so trying to go back to work after that, was like 
just looking around it and thinking, oh my God, like, who cares about any of this? You know, like I'm not doing the thing that's important. So yeah, I just started doing so much research on like, okay, I have, I've taken all these exams, right. I've done all to have all this education and finance. Like what can I do with this so that I'm not wasting it essentially. But what I found in doing that research was this issue specifically for women, that it's not about financial education. It's not about financial literacy. It's this issue of financial confidence and it's mm. keeping from pursuing the careers we want from having the lives we really want, just basically making us feel stuck. And so, um, so I tried to fit myself in the consultant space. Like I tried to stay with it and, and do that. And I just, I just couldn't. And I finally got to the point where I just said, like, I can't spend one more day not doing this, like not mm. just being asleep. So I think it was a Thursday that I called my supervisor and I was like, I've subconsciously wrapped up all of my projects and have no work to do. And I'm going to be done for like, I think. I'm just done now. I don't know what that means. So they, then they said, okay, can you take like an unpaid leave and see if maybe you just need a break? Cause everybody in my life kept telling me that I was just having a nervous breakdown, right? Mm -hmm. Cause when you are somebody with a successful career and they, and you say that you don't want to do it anymore, immediately everyone's like, you're crazy. What's happening? <laughs> right. Okay. right. You pulled out Jerry Maguire. You're right. Like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, yeah, it just, you know, so I did, I took the unpaid leave and then I, within like a few weeks, I was like, I'm not going back. Like, I just know I'm not going back. I don't care mm. what I do. Like, I will figure this out. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so what, what, I mean, what did you do from there? Like, how did you, I mean, what was the first step to kind of going from this unpaid leave to figuring out this business thing? Yeah. So my first step was like, okay, how am I going to fund this? Right. Because mm -hmm. nobody prepared me that maybe one day I wouldn't want to be, you know, working the same job that I've always planned on working. Like nobody prepared me for that. So um, one of the first things I did was like, look at our money in detail and say, okay, what the heck have we been doing? Like <laughs> at this point I was, I realized I was living the thing that I had been researching, which is that, you know, I have all this background in finance and I don't know what I'm doing with my money. Hmm. So that for me was like, okay, so this is what I've got to figure out. And this is what I have to help other women do so that if somebody else is at the point I'm at right now, they're not, they're not as stuck, right? They don't feel like they don't have any options. And so um, I ended up taking out all of my 401k at that point, which for somebody in the finance world is <laughs> so, like so awful, so much right. an embarrassment around that. But again, it was like, I was just at that point where I didn't care what I had to do, right? Like I wanted to spend more time with my son and I wanted to, have the, the business that I knew I could, that I knew could make an impact on people. So to me, I just felt like this, I'll, I'll earn this back later. Like, you know, it doesn't matter at this point. Um, and so that was really, that was my first step was, was mm. taking that the biggest risk, I guess you could say, like not necessarily something I would never recommend to one of my clients to do, but that's just what I had to do. Yeah. And then, so you took, took that out and what did you do? Did you invest in some courses or coaches or what, what yeah. did you do to get started? So the first thing I did was, um, I took the, the financial coach Academy by fiscal fitness Phoenix. Hmm. So that was really like the practical tools that I needed to start, right. um, just putting structure to like the things that I was learning were for good man money management. They also were key in helping me determine, okay, what, should my business look like? Like, how should I set this up? What marketing skills do I need? Those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. 
And is that how you kind of, well, how did you go about starting to get some clients? Cause it doesn't sound, you know, sometimes people walk out of the job with some clients, but it sounds like you yeah. left and then started <laughs> this all up. So what, yeah. what did you do to start getting clients? I think the first thing I did was um, I used my network. Like at that point I had had, you know, I had a good number of, of friends and like a good social network. And I just kind of hopped on social media and said like, okay, I'm going to, you know, the, the business world now is very much, you have to be an influencer to some extent. Right. And so I'm going to, I'm going to take that and run with it. And I know that when it comes to women and money, it's definitely like a hot topic or at least like it was at the time. And I think it, it, it still continues to be right. If we, sure. You know, that's just, there's a need for that. So I think for me, that was where most of my focus was in the beginning. And it was a slow start for sure. And that's because the one thing I did not do right away was um, invest in learning more about sales and learning more about marketing, mm. especially as a, as a coach. I think that was, that was something that would have helped me a lot more um, if I would have known about like finding a niche and, you know, who can you make the most impact for and all of that a lot earlier. I think that would have made a difference. But um, I had at that point, I was a person who always just kind of did things on her own. So it was hard for me to, to admit that, like, you know, I, I wasn't going to be able to do all of this on my own. <laughs> yeah. But I, yeah, that's part of the journey though. The right. entrepreneurial journey is to realize that you can't and shouldn't be doing it. This probably all on your own. Right. Yeah. But um, so, so what did you like, uh, what could, were some of those resources you learned, ter- uh, learned about sales and marketing and some of these other things? Yeah. So I, so the thing that really struck with me the most was that I had um, two coaches that I worked with. The one is um, Jenna Lear with Blue Louie Studio. And Mm -hmm. we worked on figuring out, you know, who are, who is my ideal client? Like who's the person that I know I can change their life. Right. And Mm -hmm. how do I reach them? Like what are their pain points? So for me, it was training around how do you have sales conversations that aren't salesy, right? When you leave the, the corporate world, all you know is like you put together a big presentation, you go meet this big client and you explain like what you're going to do. And then they have like eight other companies coming in and talking about it. So it's very much sales-based. Whereas I was like, okay, now I'm just essentially selling me. Like, how do I do that in an authentic way that's going to get me clients, but also not feel so gross, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. That's key. I mean, that's kind of a lot of what I talk about with the, how to, you know, not be salesy and, you know, it's just being so enrolled in your vision and understanding how you help and who you help so that you're almost pulling people toward you, you know what I mean? Rather than I feel like sales and marketing is a push Mm -hmm. and enrollment or is kind of a pull. And, And when you're so aligned with your vision and what you're doing and how you can help people, it just kind of pulls people and it's an enrollment, not a sales conversation. Yeah. That's like the best way I've ever heard it described is the push in the pool. That really makes sense because that, that really became my story then was that like, I, I, um, you know, marketing for me has very much just been about like showing up and saying the things I want to say and then like seeing what happens next, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) And so what, you know, you, you mentioned the mistake of sales and marketing, like if you look back on your journey so far, um, what are some other kind of uh, things you do differently, I guess? Cause I don't view mistakes. I mean, this is all a journey and every right. mistake is a learning opportunity, but you know, what, uh, if you could do things differently, what would you, are there anything else? Yeah, for sure. Oh yes. All 
Yeah, I think one of them for sure is um, that I would not have been as afraid to explain to my family and friends over and over again what I'm doing, why I'm doing, who I'm making an impact on, and like why everybody needs this. Because, and I think honestly, that was just something I got used to as an actuary. Everybody just always thought I sold insurance. And so I just kind of like let, I just got used to like not really explaining what I do. But when we as entrepreneurs are like afraid to brag, or it feels like bragging, essentially, we miss out on connections. We miss out on somebody being like, oh, I think you can help so-and-so. And that person actually being the person you can help instead of like somebody that has no interest in anything in what you're doing, but mm-hmm. the referring them misunderstood what you do. So I feel like that's one of the number one things I would have done has been like, hey, family, I'm doing this now. I'm proud of it. This is how you can help me, right? I think I would have um, done that a little more and not relied on social media as much. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, not, not bragging. I mean, it, it feels, you know, that's a um, mindset thing, I guess. It's yeah. not necessarily bragging as much as it's letting people know what you do and how you can help. And um, yeah, you know, I kind of help people. One of the things I do is help people with books. And I think that that's a powerful way to do that because you can put your framework or your methodology um you know, in something that you can give to people and have client case studies and testimonials. And it's not really bragging as, as much as it's letting people know how you can help them, you know, and and then that, that is part of the poll process, you know, people start to see what you do. Um, You know, I'm, I'm very much a believer in giving value in advance. So when you can help people in advance of them becoming an actual client, you you know, you show them how you can actually help them and go deeper and further if they were to become a client, but by, you know, delivering some level of value in advance, I think that's a powerful way to not brag, but just kind of let people know how you can help. Yeah. I love that. And I think, yeah, that's so true. And like you said, it is mindset. And that's probably the second thing I would have done is invested in, um, my own mindset around what it means to be an entrepreneur who wants to help people and, and why it's okay to still, why you need to essentially charge what you're worth still, right? And not feel bad about it because that kept me stuck for a little while too. It's just feeling like, how can I help women with money and charge them? You know, like that's, yeah. and I think a lot of new entrepreneurs go through that is like, if, if you're a passion, if you're doing this for a, a passionate reason, how do you not get caught up in that? And so that took me, um, honestly about a year to get past that and mm. raise my prices and charge what I, what I knew like that transformation was worth, but that's something I think that that could have helped me from the start too. Yeah, I do agree that that's one of the biggest things a lot of entrepreneurs face. And, um, you know, in doing this podcast, one of the things I consistently hear about, you know, a factor of success is believe in yourself and, trust yourself to just make it happen and do it. And so, you know, what kind of resources did you use to build that mindset or, because I don't know, I've read a lot of books and, um, you know, obviously listened to a lot of people and, and had some coaches, but, you know, I think of books like, um, I don't know if you've read any of Brené Brown's stuff like Daring Greatly. Um, but what, what kind of resources did you use to work on mindset? Yeah, I think I started um, just joining more communities of Mm -hmm. other entrepreneurs and hearing 
like what they were, what they had to say and why it's so important to think of it more as like a transfer of energy, a transfer of life change essentially than it is money. And I think that's where it brought up for me, you know, I was, I was coaching women more on like the, the practical personal finance side in the beginning and doing like a little bit of work around mindset. But once I really had that transformation in myself around, you know, what does money mean to me? What does it mean to me to be essentially selling myself now instead of working for a paycheck? That's when that, that importance just skyrocketed. Like I could see how important it is to have the mindset work. And so I think, yeah, for me, it was just connecting with different entrepreneurs and hearing their stories and understanding, like we have to have a community to remind ourselves when we start feeling like we're not good enough, or we start feeling like we're doing something wrong or we're wrong for asking for money. Like there's somebody else there to be, to check us on it and be like, Hey, no, like the world needs you to do this. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I think, um, part of one of the things that changed for me, and it goes back to this whole enrollment concept, um, you know, versus selling, Mm -hmm. but it's more enrollment. Um, money is a way that society, um, uh, signifies enrollment, right. You know, so it's not necessarily, um, bad because, you know, when somebody's paying you something as a consultant, as a coach, um, they're much more invested in getting the result than if you were doing it for free. I know, um, some of my clients that have paid the most, ended up being the best clients because they were much more committed to the result and, and were, you know, very committed to the program or whatever it is we were doing. So it, you know, it's, um, it's a great way to look at it is, you know, money is just a, a um, uh, way to signify enrollment in a program and a, you know, yeah. uh, product or whatever. That took me a long time to learn too. I feel like that first year was like about like helping so many people for free. And honestly, it was like, you know, you're not either they're, if they're not ready to invest, I'm not going to have the impact on them that I can if they are ready to invest. And like the, the people that I was helping for free were the people that didn't really show up or kind of yeah. like didn't, didn't do all the steps or all of those things. So I think, yeah, that it, it was interesting, but I feel like every entrepreneur in some sense needs to do work around money mindset and around yeah. like, what, what do you believe about money and all of that? Um, because we do get stuck in that thinking like, well, you know, who am I to charge this much for it or whatever? Well, the, the people that you have the most impact on are going to understand that and appreciate that. And again, right. They're enrolling. You're not selling You're they're enrolling in what you have to offer. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I want to talk about purpose again and the, mm-hmm. the, you know, the leap to purpose and you clearly are very driven to help women specifically, um, you know, as you've gone along and kind of grown your business and, um, how, you know, what's that relationship to purpose? Have you felt yourself getting even more dialed in on your purpose or, you know, because it's interesting in these interviews, you know, I've heard from others that it's okay to not, you know, get it right on the first leap. You know, Mm -hmm. everybody's like, oh, I need to make sure I'm doing the right thing before I leap. And, you know, there's some people that said, you know, I leapt and realized after a while that it was the wrong thing and just, did something else, you know, until, until I just felt that that was what I was meant to be doing. So I'm just curious, like, have you started to feel deeper, deeper connected um, to your purpose or what, you know, kind of what's been that journey over the couple of years, three years? 
That's a great question. Um, and it's the timing of this is funny too, because just in the past, I would say like six months or so, I've realized how much of my coaching has transitioned to really have the most impact on women who are, and yes, they're struggling with money, but they're also in some sense struggling with work in the sense of not feeling happy in their jobs or feeling mm. like they're stuck in a certain point of their career. And it, yes, it comes back to money, but it also comes back to the way our society views work and the, the standard of work culture that we have. And so that has been revealed to me as like this huge passion that I kind of have had been fighting for a while. I think like I thought I had it figured out. Okay. We have to help women with money, right? Great. Mm -hmm. We're going to solve so many problems in the world. And then the, just the more coaching that I've done and realized how much of this comes back to the way we work and the things women experience at work and what it takes to close the economic gender gap and the leadership gap and all of that, like that to me, that's my purpose. And so, mm -hmm. you know, every step I've taken along the way has had to be just like my stage of readiness, I think of like what I was ready to really talk about and accept. And um, I think like just this past year too, the way the pandemic has changed things so much has really brought that to light for me. Like there's, it's never been more clear to me what, what my purpose is. Um, and at the beginning of the year, it, it just wasn't. So by, you know, October of 2020, I was like, I, every woman I'm working with, there's something to do with work, right? And so I, right. I just can't ignore that anymore, that that's just naturally what's happening for me. Yeah, I mean, I think this past year was a, a, a changer for a lot of people, for sure. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that um, I, I listen to Seth Godin a lot um, and he's got his new book called To Practice. But, you know, I think by just doing the work, you get more uh, clear on your, purpose yeah. and your vision, right? By just getting started by doing the work, um, it drives your motivation. You know, a lot of people think, oh, I've got to wait till I'm motivated or inspired by something to then go do it. Whereas it's often the opposite. And it sounds like it was for you is like, once you're in it and doing the work, then you find either more clarity on your purpose or your vision. Um, uh, but you have to be doing the work. There's like a saying that, um, you know, when, when the car is in motion, the path will reveal itself, mm -hmm. something like that. I, yeah. I don't know, probably butchering that quote, but, um, no, it makes perfect sense. Like, and yeah. it reveals more, you, you just find more solutions and more problems, honestly, like the problem, I feel like it's, you get deeper and deeper and like understand what you're actually trying to solve. And maybe it's not the thing you initially set out to do, but that's okay. Cause you wouldn't have known that if you didn't just go for it. Absolutely. Yeah. And you just get clearer on who you can serve and like, like you did, I mean, you started to realize the pattern of your best clients that they right. all had, not just the money thing, but they also had this work, um, you know, work issue. Right. So, um, you know, we've talked about a lot of things, but if, uh, you could give advice to someone sitting there, you know, listening to this, that's, got a dream and wants to take a leap or is thinking about taking a leap, but not really sure what to do or not sure if they can do it, you know, what would be your advice to them? Yeah, I think definitely start changing your own um, thought process around, am I enough to do this? Like, how can I actually help people right where I am right now? Because that's 
what we need more of in the world is people who are brave enough to step out and say, yeah, I, I'm still learning. I'm still growing. I'm still on this journey, but I can help people along the way. And so that's what my business is going to be about. Um, and also just thinking of, you know, what is the thing that you can't stop talking about that you can't stop thinking about that, you know, you need to solve that qualifies you right there, right? Like if you have yeah. a passion for something, if that's what you want to be doing in your business, um, that's enough, like you'll figure out the rest. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. I mean, and, and just, um, that's a consistent theme is trust yourself. You know, you'll, you can, especially just like you, I mean, you said it great. If, if you have enough passion and you're inspired by it, um, trust yourself that you'll figure it out. Right. And, uh, yeah, that's great. So um, if people wanted to learn more about you or learn more about your business, what would be the best way to do that? Yeah. So the, the best way is to um, go to smartgirlmoneycoach.com or follow me on Instagram at Amy Schultz Money Coach. And that's where I, I try to give like daily money tips, work insights, things that are really kind of get, get people thinking about work and money in a different way. That's awesome. Um, and so I, I really appreciate your time today. And I definitely enjoyed uh, talking to you and getting all the advice. And um, I just say, keep doing great things. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Leap to Purpose podcast. You can learn more about us and join the community at leaptopurpose.com. See you there.